Well, it seems that no matter how long you take a break from wrestling, or you don't watch a show due to either uh, unpredictable, out-of-your-hands, uncontrollable uh, weather that you don't expect ever to show up in your area, especially if you're Alex Hicks, just Alex, or if you're just a wrestling fan in general, or someone that, you know, has a foot in the wrestling business because they commentate for a minor, if not major, independent organization known as HOG, House of Glory, like JD from NY206 does. So you can't tell me that being away from wrestling, still keeping up with it, watching the pay-per-views, the rumbles, and all that as best I can, especially going to be watching Mania, but you cannot tell me for one solitary second, one solitary second, that <laughs> the news just goes away. The unpredictability of wrestling itself goes away. Well, it doesn't. And it's that news, that unpredictability, not on what you see on television, but what you hear behind the scenes or you find out behind the scenes, that really gets your attention. It really does. First of all, you know, we hear people still criticize AEW. You know, AEW's been around for over a year now. You know, a lot of people are saying that it needs to stop. You know, AEW has proven itself. It's it's basically, you know, planted its flag into the ground, indicating that it's here to stay. But yet, yet, you still have situations that make AEW look like they're still trying to find a footing. You hear about things to where AEW, you know, should be at a certain level, but still acts like they're Bush League. And you have people wondering why hardcore fans or fans that care more about the, ooh, the flips and the kicks, you know, still and watch them and not kind of criticize what they see. Now, when it comes to AEW, their, the booking of their champions is less to be desired. I mean, the one champion they're booking constantly well is Darby Allen because he's the TNT champion. They have to do him well. But when you got Kenny Omega, you got Hadi, uh, you got Ashida, if you will, Hakeo Ashida, you got the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks actually are the second most well booked champions around right now. But when you got the other two, like Shida and Omega, booked in ways to where you question, why did you even put the title on them? And you're getting this question answered by not just the casual fans, but some of the hardcore fans as well. Then you realize maybe you have a problem. Maybe you have to work on something to get those detractors to change their minds. Because look, I'm not saying that AEW isn't doing the best that they can. But when you have casual fans that want to give your product a chance, want to make them that alternate... Alternative, make them that true alternative to WWE. You know, something that they can watch on Wednesday nights. And yet you have them, along with some of the hardcore fans, criticizing your booking of your champion, you know, both men's and women, then you definitely have a problem. Now, I could probably understand that they want to keep the champion strong. They don't want to oversaturate 
the champions by having them defend every week and all that. They want to save it for special occasions, just like in the good old days. And I understand that. I understand that. That's a nice homage and nod to, uh, to the past, to who got you here. But still, things have changed and fans, even the hardcorest of fans, expect better. So hopefully, for their sakes, so that they don't end up siding with the likes of, let's say, and I say it with all due respect, an OTR essential of several others that feel AEW sucks or is not living up to its potential, hopefully for their sakes, AEW can turn it around and book both the men's world champion and the women's world champion proper and not have to rely on an outside organization's champion to fill that void. And it looks like, as far as the women's side goes, they're on the right course, hopefully. But then, but then, speaking of AEW, you have the partnerships. Now, Cody Rhodes basically has acknowledged that it was due to what they accomplished with the all-in pay-per-view, which was basically the pilot, you know, for AEW, the launch pilot for AEW to come into existence. Now, what they did with all-out, I mean, all-in, by having all these organizations associated with them for this one event, this true independent extravaganza, was just the beginning. was just a sample of what was to come with AEW, you know, reaching out and making these partnerships. And although that's great, that is terrific that you want to do this, there are certain parties, though, unfortunately, that feel otherwise. In case you guys don't know, Sammy Guevara, or Sammy Guevara, in story, quit the inner circle. And we all know in story where that was probably going to lead. He was going to expose MGF for what he, who he truly is and what he's truly up to. So, oh, it was all part of an elaborate plan by the inner circle together to expose MGF. Who knows? It was either one of those two ways it was going. It still might. But then, to play into the story, you have Sammy Guevara booked for impact. Booked to show up at Impact, to probably play up the story that he's done with the Inner Circle, he's done with AEW, he's going to go elsewhere. And yet, Sammy Guevara doesn't follow through on it. He finds out what's up, doesn't like it, tells Tony Khan, to tells Impact, I'm not doing it. Word gets out to Tony Khan, to Chris Jericho, Jericho tells him, just stay home. Tony Khan, apparently, is not happy with him. And this right here shows you the inexperience of a Tony Khan. I mean, Chris Jericho may have had the best intentions for Sammy, but this shows you the experience, inexperience of a Tony Khan. Because now, basically, you're, you're in a situation to where you have one of the most developing storylines going on in your company, and Sammy is your centerpiece of it, and yet now he's in sort of that backstage heat, hot water situation to where you either keep the story going and act like what happened behind the scenes never happened, or you end up having to do what you don't want to do to him, and that's take a page out of the McMahon book and have him job out to everybody around to teach him a lesson, to teach him, you know, who's in charge, who's running things. So right there, that is an inexperienced blimp on Tony Khan. Because what he should have done, because he promotes, you have creative freedom. You can do what you want, say what you want. And yet here is the exact opposite. So now... What has he got to do? He's got to basically prove that AEW is about that. And what he's got to do is he's got to sit down with Sammy and say, okay, look, 
I wanted you to do this, but what do you want to do? That's all he has to do. Prove everybody right. You know, that, you know, AEW is a place where you could do, say what you want, have creative freedom, and not worry about, you know, something being identical to up north. So, yeah. That doesn't make him look good either. And again, it pretty much backs up why people feel AEW still has a lot to learn. Especially those behind the scenes. But then you get to that place up north. The WWE. And you have a lot of things going on there. You have the recent news that along with WWE banning superstars from being on Twitch and Cameo. Now, they're taking control of the social media accounts. They're preventing them from acknowledging charities. They're preventing them from acknowledging third parties. Basically, from what it sounds like, whatever they type up on their Facebook or their Twitter, they gotta, they gotta pass it by WWE before they can post it. And that's not making WWE or Vince McMahon or anybody associated with him look good with that decision. Hopefully, they can fix that before it really, you know, really drags them down to depths they can't get out of. And in speaking of depths they can't get out of, as I check my time here, hold on. Oh well, I have to do this on the Sabbath thing, but speaking of depths they can't get out of, how about what's going on with Lacey Evans? Lacey Evans is pregnant. Now, she announced this on Raw, so you would think immediately it's storyline, but nope, she's legitimately pregnant. She is legitimately pregnant, but right now the plan is for her to remain on television because she is basically a go-getter. She's basically a team player, and she's willing to stay on television as long as she has to, to keep the story between her, Charlotte, and Rick going. And all I can say about this, if I'm Vince McMahon, and, a, and, and this is what's crazy, in less than a year's time, you have two of your top women stars get pregnant with child to be and basically put a halt to whatever plans you had for them. Now look, I'm happy for Lacey Evans, just like I was happy for Becky Lynch. But if I'm Vince McMahon, but if I now I don't know Vince McMahon, but if I but if I can basically picture the kind of person he is from what people have said, he ain't happy. He might be happy for them, but he ain't happy, you know, for the fact that they got pregnant at a time that he needs them the most. So, yeah. So, yeah. If I'm Vince McMahon, I, I might be happy for them because they have children. They're going to have a family now. But I'm not happy with them because it had to happen at the worst time. And if Vince McMahon is the kind of person we think he is, understanding but very business-like, especially when it comes to contracts, he might have to sit down a lot of the women, or he might consider sitting them down along with Stephanie's help and saying, yeah, we're adding this clause to each of your contracts. And that is, as long as you're in a major storyline, if you're involved in a major storyline, you can't be pregnant. You can't be. Or else you'll prove you're undependable. But, and, and here's the thing, though. I could see him doing that, but Lacey here, I think what she's doing is she's trying to prove that, hey, even while we're pregnant, I'm still a team player. She's basically doing what Maria Kanellis did. 
So we'll see what they do. They may insert Peyton Royce to take, you know, Lacey's place at the chamber against Asuka. But still, it's it's one of those situations, folks, to where if, I, if, if, if we know anything about Vince McMahon, he might be thrilled that they're going to be mother. He might be thrilled Lacey's going to be a mom again. But he's not thrilled with the fact that it happened when he needs her the most and she's in one of the more focused, center-focused storylines on his flagship show, Monday Night Raw. And with one of his most over and most pushed and talented women wrestlers, second generation, in Charlotte Flair. <sighs> yeah, WWE. <laughs> you know, people say that they don't know what they're going to plan next. Well, obviously, that turns out to be true because this is something they didn't plan. And you know what they need to start doing is have a backup plan in case something like this happens. But yeah, but yeah, you know, when you look at AEW and WWE, behind the scenes, they got a lot going for them. And sometimes it might be a bright spot. It might be a bright spot behind the scenes. But in the end, it's a bright spot in a darkened environment or in an uneasy environment or an unknown environment, if you will. But let me know what you guys think. Comment down below. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, especially in the live chats during the premiere. And I'll talk to you all later. Peace out.